When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money, but are your bills even accurate? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million to save. Visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Welcome to today's edition of the Rush Limbaugh Show podcast. And greetings to you music lovers, thrill seekers, conversationalists all across the fruited plain. Yeah, 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 I know, I know I said yesterday that I was going to be here today, we are going to do open line Friday, told you to be thinking about challenging questions and comments for me. But you know what? I'm not here today. And the reason I'm not is I'm just tired. And I've been told to listen to that. The doctors and the nurses have said, don't try to push through. There's nothing to accomplish by doing that. So I'm just going to listen and acknowledge that I'm a little pooped and not try to push through it. And I wanted to be the one to convey the message uh, to you myself. Seriously, there's nothing wrong. It's just a new set of limitations that I have to deal with that I hope improve as time goes on. Thanks very much. I appreciate your being here and staying for the rest of the broadcast. Thank you all, folks, so much. Well, I am thrilled that you're here. And uh, I am also thrilled that Rush was nice enough to do that introduction because, it, again, it takes the edge off for people who left the show yesterday and then 21 hours later, you're waiting to hear Rush and you hear a, a guest host and then a, a, it starts all over again. Honey, it's the other guy. What happened? And I'm so glad Rush diffused that. My name is Ken Matthews. On the Rush Limbaugh Show, we have so much to cover today. It has been a crazy morning, a crazy night. Uh, we are seeing things uh, repeated uh, in history that we have not seen in a while. We're seeing major cities burn. We're seeing a level of pain and anguish and protest and sadly some thuggery thrown in. And it is negatively impacting our country. So we're going to talk a lot about that. 
But before we go any further, I want to remind you what day it is. Live from New York City, it's Open Line Friday! This is a stellar opportunity for you as a great American, as a Rush listener. Maybe you're tuning in for the first time. To call in, 800-282-2882, and weigh in on what you are observing happening in our country. And again, we have a, we have a pandemic update. We have a, a Twitter ban update. and But more importantly, we have a situation in Minneapolis which some of us are used to seeing. I'm not. I'm not. Millions of Americans have not had to deal with this. And that's what makes the whole situation so heartbreaking. Let me say I just saw uh, Governor Tim Walls of Minnesota give a powerful speech. It was calm. It was respectful. It was focused. I was thrilled to see a Democrat governor in a very, very distressed state of Minnesota right now, give a speech like that. It was not exploitive. It was powerful, calm words. He was followed by Keith Ellison, the attorney general. And uh, there's a lot of conservatives that are not fans of Mr. Ellison. But being objective, he also spoke calming, factual words that, help the situation and that's what i think we all need to look at as americans and that's the first thing i look at when something bad happens whether it's the wuhan flu whether it's thug dirty cops breaking the law and trying to get away with it and we're going to crack that open also today because we need to make it clear to people that there is no difference between dirty cops and other criminals. There's no difference between the gang member that breaks into your home or jacks your car and a criminal cop. Here's what the difference is, and most Americans know it, and this is a bond that will pull us through this. Most Americans Know the difference between good and bad and good and evil and right and wrong. The difference is, and there's a couple, the difference between the criminal cop and another criminal. A criminal cop gets to hide behind his badge. A criminal cop gets the benefit of me who was raised to respect cops, you who were raised to to respect law and order and police officers and recognize their sacrifice and donate to their memorial. A criminal cop exploits that. They call on that support from law-abiding citizens who trust the police like me and respect law enforcement. And law and order. Millions of Americans 
millions of Americans love and respect police officers and our military. However, we do not support criminals. And in my opinion, there's nothing worse than a man or woman who uses a shield, a badge, to hide their criminality and then exploits me or you to support them. I think dirty cops are a cancer on our society. This is something that millions of us have in common. It doesn't matter where you grew up. I never grew up in a bad neighborhood. I was never abused by a police officer. I have no clue what that is like. I could only learn as I go and study, but I have an appreciation for law and order. And if you're a dirty cop, I believe you should be punished, not only for breaking the law, but for eroding the trust of the majority of police officers who work hard, love this country, love their community, have lost sleep, they've lost marriages. Many have lost themselves trying to be a good example to pursue the truth and do the right thing. So what we need to do now, because it's so easy when the bank is on fire and President Donald Trump is president, it's so easy to say, see, see, look at that. This wouldn't even be happening. This has been happening for decades. We all have to stand collectively. We all have to target and expect justice regarding the criminal cop. Criminal cops destroy communities. Criminal cops destroy good police organizations. This is the theme This will be the theme today, but because it's Open Line Friday, you can call and talk about anything you want. My heart ached last night as I saw this country burning again. Over and over and over, I said to uh, Bo Snurdly today, I said, this is like 1968. This is like Watts. This is like Rodney King. No, it's worse. You know why it's worse? Because it's 2020. That's why it's worse. That's why it's worse. And instead of millions of people paying attention, watching where the ball is going, and not getting distracted by people on CNN or angry old congresswomen who see an opportunity to blame you or me or President Trump or Senator so-and-so on this, there's one person to blame regarding the knee on that neck, and that's the guy that did it. And we're going to tell you some details about him also during today's show. But when I started researching for today's show and I saw that he had 18 previous complaints against him, I was getting angrier and angrier. We all should be angry. We should be respectful of those that feel this pain directly. I am not one of them. I don't live in Minneapolis. I am not a young black man. I don't know what that is like. But know that there are millions of people 
millions of Americans, regardless of their race, their religion, that are as outraged as many people that live in that community. There was no reason this should have happened, and it only happens because a gang of criminal cops get to hide behind a badge and not be held accountable. I vote for politicians to hold people accountable that are already held to a higher standard. So I'm saying to Congress people and judges and senators, and the president's already on it. The president, 24, 36, 48 hours ago, I saw it. He ordered the FBI down there. So this has got to be the guiding mindset of where we are right now. This is a criminal corruption issue. Let's make sure as Americans we point out that most Americans want police to treat everyone with the respect and humility they deserve. This did not happen in Minneapolis. So today we're going to take your calls on a lot of different things. But I want you to weigh in. I do believe there's a solution. It's not quick. It's not overnight. But I saw a bright light when I was listening to Attorney General Keith Ellison in Minnesota today. And I was so touched by him saying, he was talking to the community and he said, the National Guard is here. But understand, a week ago they were here and they were helping people with COVID-19 and giving people medicine and food. It's the same National Guard, he said. And he made a point to say to the people in Minneapolis, in the burning communities, this National Guard is not the Minnesota Police Department. So don't put your anger on them. This is not an occupation. These are just fellow Americans that have been brought in to help at a difficult time. I'm Ken Matthews. This is the Rush Limbaugh Show. We'll be right back. Woo! Well, it's Open Line Friday. I actually needed a, a commercial break just to, to take a breath because, uh, like many Americans, I am so troubled by what's happening in this country. Think about how quickly... Uh, everything turned in, in Minneapolis, and it it has eclipsed um, Operation Scare the Living Hell Out of You with the pandemic that's under control. That whole operation, uh, and then and then there's the 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 murder hornets and the cannibal rats. Or they're on standby. They're on standby to, to fill to keep this going. And it uh, now regarding the pandemic, did you see that the World Health Organization? They just issued new guidance in the last 12 hours. Are you ready for it? The World Health Organization says that in many cases, a mask can actually enhance infections and make the situation worse if you're healthy. (laughs) Oh, my God. Think about it. Think about it. Rush has been talking about this for months. All of us have been saying, what's what's with the mask, man? Uh, and all these people are getting in on the mask fashion. Have you seen the fashion? 
I'm like, oh, look at my cool mask. It looks like I have a mustache. Looks like I have a goatee. I don't even have to do it. The World Health Organization says it's best that if you have it or you're high risk and have another condition, you would wear a mask. But if you're healthy, you know, the mask can actually be more trouble than it's worth. And, of course, it has probably alerted millions of Americans to how bad their breath is normally. That's my guidance. That's not from the World Health Organization. Because that's one thing I notice about my mask. Because here in Pennsylvania, under the Uberwolf, Governor Tom Wolf, our dictator in this blue state, we have to wear a mask like when we go into the grocery store and stuff. And every time I go into the grocery store, it's like, oh, my God, my breath is horrible. 800-282-2882. So we have some COVID-19 stuff coming up. And then yesterday, the president signed an executive order, which I have not read the entire thing, regarding Twitter fact-checking. And I don't even like the term fact-checking. Because when an organization that has no credibility, like Twitter, when they say fact-check, it's, no, you're censoring It isn't fact-checking. You're going through social media platforms, and you're looking at things that you don't like or issues you have a problem with or things that go against your ideology. And then you're removing them. That's called censorship. And you call it fact-checking. There isn't your facts and my facts, and there's the truth. So if you really want to get to the to the nitty gritty of it, and Mark Zuckerberg said it yesterday, and I, and I was, you know, I have this love hate thing with him. I've never met him, so don't read into it. But I have this love hate thing with Mark Zuckerberg because one minute I I can't stand the guy because of some of the people he hangs out with, and then the next minute he says really good, th- really smart things like it's not my it's not Facebook's job to weed out stupid people, which I agree. That's the beauty of America. Look at Congress. That's the beauty of America. You could be as dumb as a stump and be a governor somewhere. It's not Facebook's job to say, okay, we don't like your attitude. We don't like your comment. We don't like your snarkiness. We don't like your version of events. You're done. And I love that. And then he also said it's not his job to get involved in the direction of political decisions. Now, these are both very powerful statements, and they go to what we all know as free speech. This is the problem with Twitter, and this is the problem with the left. The left believes that if they are offended, leftists believe you're, you're offending me. You're not politically correct. Wait a second. You said this about Obama. That's not what I heard about Obama. You should be banned. Wrong. I think some of the dumbest people on television today, uh, besides Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo and the most of the people on The View, uh, well, yeah, that's, well, there's some others now. There's about, hold on, I have a list of 46, but I don't have time to read it. But I've never said, that guy should be taken off the air. Why do they even have The View on? No, I like it. I love free speech. And we're going to revisit this when we talk about on Open Line Friday, what's going on around the country and this horrible situation in Minneapolis. Because the men and women that are angry and hurting and frustrated, they have every reason to be that way. Lines get crossed when laws get broken, and we understand that. But the left is always editing somebody. 
They're always saying, okay, you can you think about what the left has done over the last 50 years regarding free speech. Well, you're not allowed to say her. You have to say they. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? Well, you can't call that person that. Why not? This is the absurdity. And what this has done, it has cut the nose off to spite the face. Because protest is angry. And it's vulgar. And it's tense. But it's covered under the First Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. Peacefully assemble. We'll be right back. Always thrilled to be here. On Open Line Friday, on the Rush Limbaugh Show, 800-282-2882. America's anchorman, as he said earlier at the top of the show, he's resting today, so don't worry. He'll be back. Earlier today, I made the comment about Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz. I didn't know what to expect, because as a conservative you just never know what's going to come out of the mouth of a governor i mean look at cuomo look at whitmer newsom look at governor wolf in pa or new jersey murphy but minnesota governor tim waltz stepped up and he talked to everyone and that's why i related to it he didn't start by saying well i just want to say that the president is a racist The most heartbreaking thing when something like this happens, and it's happened too many times in this country for far too long, is when people immediately go, how can I exploit this? This is not an opportunity to exploit anything. This is an opportunity to look at the tape and say, oh, my God. The protesters are right. That's what this is an opportunity Are they always right? No. Sometimes protesters are fueled by people on CNN or MSNBC or in Congress. Sometimes they go, oh, this is a great opportunity to protest. Oh, this is going to be good. Why don't you take some gasoline down to the fire? Because it's an election year. And I despise those people, regardless of their political party. This is an opportunity to look at that tape and go, holy crud. There is right and wrong. Right and wrong doesn't have color. This is what you take away from this. I get tired of people saying, see, see, Republicans are racist. Trump, Trump, this is Trump, Trump. Go back to the eight years of President Barack Obama and look at what happened, sadly, during those eight years. And the eight years before with George W. Bush and the eight years before with Bill Clinton, and before, and before, and before. So you're beyond stupid when you blame someone completely unrelated to the situation. You're just lazy. You're lazy. Because if you really cared, we would be investigating the corruption in the Minnesota Police Department, some of which was covered up by people you know, people in Minnesota. That you know, elected officials, high-ranking people, donors to political parties. That's what we should be doing. And again, Keith Ellison making the comparison and doing a great job in his initial presentation this morning, which again, surprised the living heck out of me. I was, I'll be honest, 
I'm a conservative, but I think I'm a thinking person. Conservatives think we think. All Americans want to think. The majority of Americans have common sense. But I'm going to be candid. When I saw Keith Ellison, because he's what he has said about the president and what he has said about Trump voters, I looked, I go, oh, God, here we go. And he nailed it. He nailed it. He brought people together. You see, a lot of people on the left talk that. We're going to bring people together. You're going to bring people. If you want to bring people together, you've got to get a bunch of different ideologies in the same room. You've got to get civilians and cops, white, black, green, blue, male, female. You've got to get all that in the same, at least in the same thought process. And that's what he did. And that's what Governor Tim Waltz did. So I say, as a hardcore conservative, hats off. There's a lot of liberals and leftist gals in the squad. You could take a lesson from Governor Tim Waltz's presentation today on a very explosive issue 800-282-2882 let's go to joe somewhere in virginia welcome to the rush limbaugh show joe thanks thanks for having me on listen i wanted to weigh in on this i'm a retired federal agent before that i was a street cop in new york my brother's retired detective out of new york my son's a cop all of us have looked at this and it was just abhorrent but really what disturbed me most of all besides I mean, not that there's any justification for what this man did. He should be charged with homicide, in my opinion. Uh, the four cops that stood around and did nothing. I mean, even if you wanted to protect that cop, you would say, hey, look, look, look. I mean, when I first became a cop, I was in the, in the riots uh, in the 70s. And the first thing they taught you was, look, there's always somebody taking a picture of you. Never raise your nightstick above your head. I mean, it was drummed into you that once the cuffs go on, it's over. That's it. And so, as far as we're concerned, these guys should be charged to the max. Well, I want to thank you for calling, Joe. And uh, Joe is an example of the law enforcement officers that probably many of us, I'll speak for myself, grew up with. I, I always saw, especially the street cop, and there was this respect for men and women that they're, they're out there in the thick of it. They are on the front line. But keep in mind, they, they have the tools they do have the tools, they have the backup, and as we've said before, good cops, of which the majority are, you already have the support. I was just as shocked as a civilian, and I'm always shocked when I see more than one dirty cop involved in something like this, or when there's other cops standing around. And no one, as our caller just said, who's a former cop, and from a family of cops, nobody said, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yo, man, stop, stop. He's compliant. He's subdued. He's cuffed. Back off. Nobody said that. That's what was scary. That was terrifying. And that tells you that there is no difference between a criminal and a criminal cop. Back to the phones we go. This is Matt in Hickory, North Carolina. Welcome to the Rush Limbaugh Show, Matt. Hi, how you doing? Good. Um, I'm just wondering, you, you've, uh, you've already convicted this, this cop in uh, the court of public opinion, but yet in the past you have uh, expressed concern about other media outlets doing the same thing to Trump without knowing all the facts. Now, I'm not saying this cop is guilty or innocent, but shouldn't he have his day in court before everyone you know, convicts him? 
I'm just I'm just curious here because I don't know if he's guilty or not. I don't know the situation. I don't think anyone at this point knows the situation. All the facts leading up to this, it doesn't. From the video, it looked really bad. So I'm just wondering how can you go ahead and, and convict him of murder or whatever you think he should be charged with without knowing all the facts. When in the past, you know, you have a big outlet here with with Rush that you you know you've you know expressed. Um, concern about the other media outlets doing the same thing to our president. So I'm just just curious how you can justify doing Well, that. let me uh let me uh thank you for calling. I will answer that now. Uh if President Donald Trump was standing behind the motorcade at the corner of the limousine and a voter had fallen by the right rear wheel and three secret service men stood there and watched Donald Trump for eight minutes crush the airway with his knee of a man who was cuffed, face down, nose bleeding, and spitting up on the ground, I would have the same comment about Donald Trump. I would be saying, oh my God, Donald Trump just held down a man for eight minutes under his knee. A person who was already subdued, already under control, had at that point reached compliance and was cuffed on the ground. That's the facts that we have in front of us. Now, any other facts that were relevant to his death, any other facts after that eight minutes, this is not three minutes of a cop punching someone and we didn't see four punches before and whatever. This has nothing to do with what he did before. If he's a check forger, if he was wanted for murder, you don't choke someone to death in broad daylight after they've been subdued. So that's how I'm making my judgment right there. And to, to compare <laughs> to compare this to Donald Trump, Dude, what do you want? Seriously. You didn't even compare it to another cop. There have been situations where videos have been misleading and cops, good cops who've made honest mistakes, have been wrongly accused. It's our duty to look at every situation. But there's nothing in that Minnesota video that justifies anything. You could say that the deceased was the worst person in the world of which I don't think he was, but even if he was, that's not the cop's job. The cop's job is not the executioner. And somehow, with criminal cops, they're not only criminals, they hide behind the badge and they're above the law. And this is before I knew that the guy that choked the man to death had 18 complaints. And Officer Tao who was running interference and not letting getting not letting the video people get too close. Remember Officer Tao, also off the force now? He had five complaints from Internal Affairs. These were not great examples for law enforcement or for Americans. I'm Ken Matthews. We'll be right back. Great to see you on the Rush Limbaugh Show Open Line Friday. My name is Ken Matthews. As usual, we are already getting intelligent, credible analysis 
on the Rush Limbaugh show before it hits the news media because the news media has such an agenda. And there's so many intelligent people in this country that can think for themselves, whether it's COVID-19 or this horrible situation in Minneapolis. There are millions of Americans, regardless of their race, that understand we need to push back on racism. We need to eliminate it. And it still happens, sadly. And those individuals, the millions of us who were raised to love everyone, respect everyone, were rarely heard in mainstream news media. Let me give you an example why. This is what I meant earlier when I said how impressed I was with Tim Waltz and Keith Ellison, and I'm going to play a comment from Van Jones shortly. Yeah, I know. It's a trifecta of leftist. And that's what I was thinking in my head. That preconceived notion. We all have preconceived notions. And think about things that the left has said, you know, about the president, about you, about me. Well, if you vote for Donald Trump, you're obviously uh, you're obviously a rapist. You obviously hate immigrants. You're obviously blah, 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 blah. And that comes from people that are supposed to hold the bar higher, not just hang out at the bar. Congresswoman Maxine Waters, here's what she said. This is how she wants to bring America together. Waters said, you know, I'm thinking about the way that President Trump conducts himself. In a way, he's dog whistling. And I think that they're feeling, she's referring to these cops, that they can get away with this kind of treatment. And I'm just so sorry about the loss of another life. You see the games that are played? Why why can't Congress people and people in power put the narrative aside for a minute and ask what millions of Americans ask? Who the heck are these cops? Who is in charge? Why did they break the law? Were they breaking the law before? How did this get to this point? What could we do to stop it? But instead, we get extreme reactions from both sides. We get the person that says, why are you prejudging the police officer? I'm just basing it on the video that I saw, and there was no reason for that. There was nothing on earth, nothing on earth for eight minutes, nothing. We didn't see three seconds of a guy being kneed to the ground and subdued. We saw eight minutes of barely any movement, and we got to listen to the guy say, help me, I can't breathe, while his nose bled out on the road. So, yes, I judged on the video. But then we get people... They won't even ask that. They have the power to. Think about it. People like Maxine Waters, people like uh, other senators and all the other people now, that the, the peanut gallery that's weighing in. As my parents used to say, up, oh, comment from the peanut gallery. They're all weighing in now. Oh, yeah, maybe, maybe if President Trump would have... What? Are you crazy? Maybe if someone during the 18 internal investigation 
situations that the cop had, maybe on number four, someone would have said, what's up with this guy? We got a problem here? Maybe on number 10 in the Democrat city, the blue, and I'm pointing this out only because Waters brought up Trump. Democrats always go to Trump, whether it's Wuhan or police brutality. Shame on you. Use your brain. You have the power to really, really make a difference. But it's an election year, so you're not going to use it. You're going to squander your power to attack our president. We'll be right back. Oh, man, I pulled my shoulder out because I used both hands. The Rush Limbaugh Show on Open Line Friday. 70 people arrested uh, in New York City uh, protesting the death of George Floyd. And we're getting reports that last night, in fact, I don't have time to take the individual now, but we'll probably get to them in next hour for sure, uh, that the Ohio State House has been vandalized and people are occupying that. St. Paul, Minnesota is uh, also uh, feeling this wrath of destruction. It's under siege. People are burning a lot of places to the ground. The number is 800-282-2882. And and we're talking about something that, for some reason, uh, the news media doesn't drill deep enough because it's just easier, it's always easier to play the race card when they should be drilling deeper, even deeper than that. Yes, race is involved too often, but why don't you drill deeper? That's what we'll do next hour. Always a pleasure to be here and an honor to fill in for America's anchor man who has just taken a day to catch up on relaxing and resting. I'll have a message from uh, El Rushbo coming up later this hour. In the meantime, it's Open Line Friday. And uh, it is a, it's a tinderbox, these issues that we're dealing with. And uh, it, it's almost hard to process. We're in the middle of the, the uh, global pandemic kabuki theater masquerama. At the top of the show, I reminded everybody that the World Health Organization... Now, the, the World Health Organization is... They issue the guidance. You may remember a month ago, the president of uh, YouTube said, uh, if you put anything on YouTube, on our platform, that disagrees with the guidance of the World Health Organization, you will be banned. And then today, the World Health Organization said, you know, you don't have to wear a mask. Most people don't even have to wear one. In fact, sometimes it does, it does more harm than good. could actually contribute to infections especially if you're healthy. So it's a freak show. It's a freak show. And all those people, all those people that just go along with what they see. And I refuse, just because you wear a uniform or a badge, to just nod in agreement like people did with James Comey, who's a dirty cop, James Comey, head of the FBI, pathological liar, in cahoots with Robert Mueller. Everybody nodded their head. Well, they're credible. No, 
the news media thought they were credible because they were going after Trump. But there's millions of Americans, regardless, regardless of political party, that do not support criminal cops, bad cops, and want to see justice done. A lot of us just look through the lens of right and wrong. It's just wrong to treat human beings a certain way or other ways that you shouldn't, unconstitutionally, unethically. And we've listened, we've listened for decades as the left, as progressive leftists and the Democrat Party have rewritten our language. So if you're in a heated debate, you're labeled. If you offend someone, you're called a hater. Uh, If you... If you're raising your voice or using profanity, unless you're on the left, you should be penalized. See, this is the problem. The real issues always get pushed to the back because they're dirty and they're complicated and they expose flawed ideologies. And I'm going to maintain to you that somebody, and God willing, this comes to a conclusion as far as the the violence and the thuggery and the burning things. Hopefully that'll end. If people keep talking about it like the way I've seen some of the leaders in Minnesota bringing calm and common sense, hopefully it will end. The best thing I've heard today, I'm not to belabor it, but it's a, it's a great message. And it was from Attorney General Keith Ellison, who said, the National Guard is in your community to maintain security and to protect you the same way a week ago they were there to help fight COVID-19 and make sure you have what you need and you're safe. And then Attorney General Keith Ellison of Minnesota said, do not confuse the National Guard with the Minnesota Police Department. You're angry at the police department, and it's understandable, and you're protesting them, and it's understandable, but don't take it out on the National Guard. They're just fellow Americans here to help. And I, I just thought, to me... That is the example of content that should be used right now. Instead, we have Congress people saying, well, the, we know the president's a racist. It's a, just a con- daily dog whistles to racism, which is it's an insult. I get I get tired. I don't know about you. Don't you get tired of getting insulted by the news media? It they just make the presumption that. We go along, and you can't make that presumption, because if you go back a full three years ago, which I'm sure most people have already forgotten, there were 17 candidates that started out on the GOP side. So you can't really say with a straight face, can you, that, well, Republicans just do what they're told. There were 17 candidates. I was getting, I'm not going to call it hate mail, but I was getting very critical mail in central Pennsylvania, because I did not back Ted Cruz. I just didn't think he was the right fit for the president at this time. I always liked him. I still do. He's a great conservative. But I just did. But I remember the criticism I was getting, and, and that was fine. It was from Republicans and conservatives. Unlike what happened in 2016 with the Democrats. The Democrats basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, shut up and vote for Hillary, or you'll pay dearly. 
And then that the little commie guy, what's his name, uh, the Bernie Sanders. Hey, wait, wait, wait. So they railroad him. So the Democrat Party stopped calling everybody else sheep. Because when you look at the facts, that it doesn't bear out that accusation. Millions of Republicans, millions of conservatives and independents, and sadly for you, Democrat Party, millions of Democrats made a choice to vote for Donald Trump, as they will do again, because you keep eating your party leadership-wise. You keep eating the guts right out of it. That's why many good Americans that grew up Democrat are now looking at the leaders of the Democrat Party and what comes out of your mouth and what comes out of your budgets, and they go, my God, what the heck has happened? So I was raised, you look for the facts, I bring respect initially to everybody. But if you're a criminal cop, you don't deserve the respect of a good police officer. 800-282-2882. Back to the phones we go. Chris, in Indiana, welcome. Yes. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate you taking my call. I, I want to express how badly I feel for what's happened to this man. And uh, it, I feel so sad for him, for his family and his loved ones. It's, it's just horrible. And, and, you know, to me, this is, this is not a color issue. This is an American issue. And every time I hear people talking about it they never seem to want to get down to where the rubber meets the road this is the two-tiered justice system and unless it's totally defeated and crushed it'll never make a difference what anybody how much good anybody tries to do for the american people we'll never be able to keep it it'll never stand it's it's a a cancer on our constitutional republic. We're governed by laws. And when some people get away with things and others don't, it's it's just a, a, a destruction of the foundation of this country. And, and uh, golly, I can't. I saw it right in front of my eyes. I, I feel so sorry and sad. But nobody ever wants to talk about the main causes of, of why things like this happen when some people get away with what they've gotten away with and thumb their noses at all of us and, and other people, bad things happen to them. And it's, it, I, you know, I just don't understand why people, instead of writing and, and talking about all this other stuff, this two tier justice system is our, greatest enemy on the planet in my opinion until it's totally crushed and defeated it's we're you know we're always going to have this problem uh you know i i don't know what do you think ken well first of all i want to thank you for calling chris because that was such an eloquent statement and again i have to remind people that are tuning in uh this is where you get the the analysis and the common sense and intelligent uh, dialogue. You just don't get that in the news media. And as Chris was talking, I was thinking to myself, imagine if the news media went into every situation and dug deep 
and dirty for the truth. I mean, just got rolled up their sleeves and got dirty finding the truth. It's too easy. It's too easy to say racist cop. He was a criminal cop. He was worse. He was even worse. And criminal cops, just like criminals, come in all shapes and sizes. And that's something that doesn't get talked about enough. Because liberals in particular are very big on saying, we're such a diverse nation, and uh, we, we're like, the, they don't even use melting pot anymore because you're not allowed to melt in the pot. You have to stay separate on the plate. You know what I'm talking about, you know? Just ask Ilhan Omar. She ain't playing this big American game. Ah, we're not going to assimilate. So you've got so many people that if they just embrace the Constitution and embrace the fact that the majority of Americans want what's right, even for for Mr. Floyd, they don't even know Mr. Floyd, but they were watching that, and they sounded, they, I'm sure they're thinking like Chris, oh my God. Now some people immediately go, Racism, 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 because racism sells. But you've got basically a criminal enterprise when you get a group of law enforcement people that are covering each other's back while they break the law or standing there silently while their partner or cohorts break the law. And that's a disaster. And yeah, it happens all over the country. It's a small portion because just like with the FBI agents that were embarrassed and humiliated and disgusted by the bad cop Jim Comey, there's millions of cops. Well, not millions. I think there's about, what, a million cops in the U.S. total, give or take? I'm not sure. I used to know the number and, and the number of firefighters, but I forget. I apologize. But you've got hundreds of thousands of cops, the majority of law enforcement, men and women, who have dreamed about being in law enforcement. They got into it. And I know this just firsthand from so many of my friends that are in it or on the periphery. They got in it to do and stop what you see in videos and stop what you hear about and what you read about. But for some reason, we go right to there's a group of people and you know who they are. The first thing they want to do with a crisis is milk it. They want to take a problem and milk it. They don't want to solve it. They don't want to solve it. Because solving it takes a lot of work. It's so easy to milk it. It's so easy to play this tape on MSNBC and say, what do you think uh, President Trump has to do with this, Dave? What the heck's wrong with you people? Do you ever get out of the studio? I'm Ken Matthews, in for Rush. We'll be right back. Open line Friday. This is a a direct line from and to America, the greatest nation on earth, where you can weigh in and speak out. And I want to thank people for the calls. I know they're stacking up, and it's crazy, and there's stacks of stuff and POPs, pile of preparations, and it's just a crazy, it's a crazy time. It's a crazy time, and, it, and it's an honor to have an opportunity to interact with you on this platform, the Rush Limbaugh Show, sitting in for Rush at, at a time where we need 
some of these these comments that we've heard from listeners, you you can hear people are hurting over this. And they should be, because this is a pattern. And it's a pattern of, I believe, there's a lack of priorities in particularly, in particular, excuse me, on, on the left. Let me give you an example. I would argue uh, that, that places like Minnesota should focus more on getting corruption out of places of power or the legislature or law enforcement and less on should we call that person a her or a he? Do you think a man who puts on a dress should be able to use the girl's room? I think we should spend less time on that and less time on. I think Donald Trump was a big meanie when he said that Mexicans can rape people. We should spend less time on that. Because, first of all, President Trump did not say, we don't need to go down this road, but he's, he's taken out of context constantly. And the Democrats, in particular, in the news media, shame on them, have become obsessed with the most ridiculous things. Ridiculous things. The people in the news media, you could be, you could actually be helping our communities I mean, I know that's what the promos always say, you know. You've heard the news promos. Looking out for you. Putting you first. Not really. Not really. Uh, Because you really didn't do any good with the Mueller report for two years. And you didn't do very good with the Epstein thing and the opioid crisis and the gang membership increases in places like Minneapolis and Detroit and Chicago. So spare me with, we're looking out for you, just because you give me a cherry pie recipe for July 4th. So now you know how I feel about the news media. Kind of the way most people do now. So here's an example of ignorance and divisiveness and throwing fuel on a fire. This is Don Lemon side-by-side with the other other brilliant analyst, analyst, Chris Cuomo. The two of them are talking about the president and this situation in Minneapolis. How many more excuses do you need to make before you examine yourself and say, "Okay, maybe I need to wake up a little bit and take a good long look at what what I've been doing. Maybe I need to understand or realize that the environment that this president has trafficked in can help to lead to these sorts of situations where people think that that sort of behavior, meaning the people who are doing these things, the people who are um, calling the cops on people falsely in Central Park, the people who are chasing people down the street in Georgia and killing them, that you may begin to think that your actions are normal, are normal. That you may begin to think that you as the preeminent voice can do things that are inhumane to other people, and it will be accepted. The game was given away. The woman in Central Park said, I'm calling the cops and going to say that this scary black man did something to me, knowing that the cops would come there and probably be on her side and not his. And that's the meme that's going around right now with the cops, with the black kid on the ground saying hello to the white guy in camo with the AK-47 and the mask who was protesting in Michigan. 
that when it's white people with guns and they're out and they're angry and their faces with cops. Didn't see any of that. Everybody's civil. Didn't um, see any of that. But, but flag burning, spitting in police officers' faces, yelling, yelling at police officers armed, armed with heavy weaponry. Didn't see any of that. Did you see anybody with their foot on anybody's no, neck? I mean, you know, you've heard of people make make it a joke, but it's it's funny because it's it's tragic and sad. If black people said, let's all go out and get guns and start the protest, that would be the fastest change of gun law culture in this country. Yeah. You talk about a couple of clowns. Frickin' frack. First of all, most of these issues occur, sadly, in predominantly liberal, progressive strongholds, liberal, progressive-run urban areas. I would be the first to say every law-abiding citizen has a Second Amendment right, regardless of color or gender, to carry a gun and own a gun for protection. But they don't allow that in blue cities, blue states, blue regions. They don't allow that in Newark, New Jersey. If you're a 35-year-old black mom working two jobs to pay the babysitter because you have a four-year-old at home and you're coming home at 5 a.m. from the late shift, you're not allowed to have a gun to protect yourself. This is the problem with the news media. They don't know the facts. And greetings to you, music lovers, thrill seekers, conversationalists all across the fruited plain. Yeah, 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 I know, I know I said yesterday that I was going to be here today. We were going to do Open Line Friday. Told you to be thinking about challenging questions and comments for me. But you know what? I'm not here today. And the reason I'm not is I'm just tired. And I've been told to listen to that. The doctors and the nurses have said, don't try to push through. There's nothing to accomplish by doing that. So I'm just going to listen and acknowledge that I'm a little pooped and not try to push through it. And I wanted to be the one to convey the message uh, to you myself. Seriously, there's nothing wrong. It's just a new set of limitations that I have to deal with that I hope improve as time goes on. Thanks very much. I appreciate your being here and staying for the rest of the broadcast. Thank you all, folks, so much. Well, good to see you again. And uh, thanks again for uh, Mr. Limbaugh for recording that. Uh, so keeping everyone in the loop, putting everybody at ease, and giving me an extra minute to grab something I dropped on the floor. 800-282-2882. 70 arrested in New York City. We now have arrest in uh, Columbus, Ohio, has riots. And we have a first-hand take on that. Clint is calling in from Ohio. Hi, Clint. You're on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Thank you for uh, taking my call, Ken, and mega prayers and dittos to Rush. I'm thinking about him every day, and I look forward for him to be back on the radio. Uh, Yeah, last night, um, I I don't know when it quite started, but uh, there were hundreds, if not thousands, of people out on the streets, uh, High Street, Broad Street. Um, They started off, it was pretty peaceful, but as the nice night went on, um, they started damaging uh, local businesses, busting out windows at the state house. Um, the Ohio Theater had multiple windows, bus stops. 
Um, and I just don't quite get it. We're, we're many miles away from, from where it's happening, and um, it doesn't doesn't solve anything, doesn't make anything better. Um, I, I get the idea of the, the protest, but um, if it, just keep it peaceful. Um, I guess to my point with that being said, um, and maybe it's a question, um, why, why do bag chops continue to fall through the cracks and never get weeded out? Um, I know unions play a big part of this. Um, don't get me wrong, unions in the past were, were good to us, but I think now, I mean, you can see it in the local schools the same way, um, teachers and in the bad cops. Um, it, it just seems like, I'm sure this wasn't just the, the, the cops' first incident, um, but when you get three, four, five chances and then something like this occurs, I mean, ultimately he got fired, but I mean, kind of this, could have this been prevented. Um, Clint, that is a great question. I'm glad you called. And you you bring up a great point, and, and I mentioned this yesterday, and a lot of people are talking about this. I believe if you're stealing and you're breaking things and you're burning things, you're a criminal. You're a thug. Uh, now, grant you, I've, I, I've never been in that position. I've never, I've never seen uh, the level of violence or uh, police corruption that exists in some of these communities however i think the biggest message the biggest takeaway and conservatives already understand this so this isn't so much a message to law and order people and many many democrats understand it as well because they believe in right and wrong and justice the problem is we have two of powerful forces in this country we have the government and that bureaucracy that goes with it and the poison that it spreads sometimes and we have the news media and therein lies the problem now we have politics that drive everything and it's an it's an election year so we had some governors saying oh my god how can we save these men and women in my state and keep the economy going? And then we have some governors saying, COVID-19, this is it. This is what we need to stop that guy, Trump. We'll show him. We'll take the wind right out of this economy. And then we'll blame him. I think the same thing happens with uh, zealous criminal cops i think the same thing happens i think it's politics in fact if you were to go back and talk to amy klobuchar and i know this is this is dangerous ground here because you know a lot of people don't do the research on the fact that she was a prosecutor in minneapolis in minnesota that's how she started her career and she had a tendency, if I can quote uh, Peter Schweitzer, to punch down. Yes, I know. I know. I'm flirting with my career here. I'm not going to get a job with the Democrat Party now. But if you go back, if if the news media is willing to go and look at every aspect of something this horrific, and if they would do it every time, every time, but it's so easy, it's so easy 
to put the split screen up and say, look, another black man hunted by zealous police who have nothing better to do. It's too easy to say that. You have got to look at what is the chain of command? Who's been disciplined? What do they get disciplined for? Who are the big donors to the police department? Who are the big donors to Amy Klobuchar? That would be a great thing for news media to investigate. Go back and just see that whole dynamic of Amy Klobuchar and her office as a prosecutor back in the late 80s, early 90s. But again, I don't want to tell news people how to do their job. I mean, God knows Joy Behar is a genius. And so is Lawrence O'Donnell. So I don't want to tell you how to do your job. But you have to look at everything in this tapestry of abuse. You have a guy who's just been arrested, by the way. Minneapolis officer Derek Chauvin has been taken into custody. I'm presuming that is an arrest. And uh, he's, he was fired yesterday, so he's now a former police officer. But you have to look at the big picture. Eighteen complaints against this officer. Eighteen. Let me ask you something. Where you work, if you had 18 flags or nicks or whatever you want to call them on your record, if 18 times a customer, a consumer, a citizen had an issue and it was and you know what they say (laughs) what about all the times they didn't get caught but 18 times he was called out officer Tao, the guy that was in the forefront of the video five times so i would think what the hell is going on in minneapolis you wacky democrats what are you doing In Detroit, Chicago, and New York, and San Diego, and Los Angeles, and Sacramento, and Atlanta. What are you doing in Louisville? What the heck are you thinking? That's what I would say. I mean, as as someone who is objective, I just listed a whole bunch of liberal, progressive bastions. Why is that? I think that plays a role in it. I think there are is racism but worse than that there is a level of institutionalized corruption let me give you an example and maybe you'll you can remember this it it happened a long time ago but i want you to use this as an example james comey john brennan robert Mueller, covering for each other all lying to the American people, the FISA court, and to Congress to frame a guy they didn't like, uh, Trump, Donald Trump. There's a, There would be a great example of it. So when I hear somebody say, like Don Lemon, who I played earlier, who was blaming Trump, some of the things Trump does, I mean, you could see why people behave like this. I would say just the opposite. I'm going to say that President Trump can be over-the-top, unorthodox, sometimes rude, shocking, whatever. But he is draining the swamp. And I think Donald Trump, the president, has scared the living heck out of a lot of people in a lot of places. High up. So I think President Trump is the last guy that would be a role model for a criminal dirty cop. 
However, however, I do think the cop driving around looking at how James Comey got away with what he got away with, he's got to be thinking, I can do anything I want to this suspect. Nobody gets held accountable. The news media, whatever, nobody. That's what we have to look at. We have to look at policy, the policy of policing in these areas. This is the Rush Limbaugh Show. We'll be right back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Before I go. <laughs> Sorry. Mike. Mike is in my ear. I have to tell you about Simply Safe because you know Rush loves innovation, particularly when technology is involved. He knows that tech can take a complicated process and make it simpler for everyone to access. Simply Safe's home security systems may be the poster child of success in that regard. This is the Rush Limbaugh Show on Open Line Friday, 800 282 A lot of hot topics today. Updates from around the country, and I am grateful that you're calling in. My name is Ken Matthews, sitting in for America's Anchorman. And back to the phones we go, Greg Holbrook, Arizona. Greg, you're on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Thank you, Ken, for taking my call. I appreciate it. Uh, I'll, I'll go get straight to the point. Why is President Trump sending dirty cops on an expedited mission to investigate dirty cops? I'm sure he's got a good reason for it. Rush is always good at explaining President Trump's motives in situations like this. Is he, is he handing the FBI a layup saying, hey, here's an easy one. Prove your integrity to the nation. Uh, I'm curious why we're sending dirty cops to investigate dirty cops. Well, that is a great question, Greg. And I, I have to say, I don't believe that all uh, of the FBI is dirty. I believe that they had... Uh problems with their leadership and that was for me that was the issue so uh if president trump said i've i've called james comey back in to look into this uh that would be bad but i've always believed just like i believe with law enforcement the military and i i'm gonna say and i know it's tough with a straight face i think most of the men and women in congress are trying to do their best Some are dodo birds, but a small percentage, just a tiny percentage, just like in the case of law enforcement and the FBI, are bad. The people like John Brennan, uh, look look at Strzok and Page and others, look at the people that con the FISA court. Just like, you know, at first, the knee jerk reaction is what about those judges? But those judges trusted there so there's this chain of trust that has been broken but it's been broken from the top that's the problem and god willing this will expose that even further not just in minnesota but around the country it's just become too easy to point a finger now uh, joe biden just i believe he put together three complete sentences on cnn which is amazing but we're going to, we'll talk about his statement coming up. We'll see who's he, who he's blaming for the crisis of the day. I'm Ken Matthews. We'll be right back. So if you missed it before, the man accused of taking the life, he's no longer a police officer. He has been arrested in 
Hennepin County, I believe, in, in Minneapolis. Um, and I want to get the dates correct. Amy Klobuchar was the county attorney of Hennepin County, Minnesota, from 1999 until 2007. That would be a very exciting place for the news media to start researching, you know, if you're not, you know, accusing Trump of something. There's always stuff to be investigated. That's such a problem with the news media because they could be making so much use of their uh, resources and their time other than, you know, just being obsessed with Donald Trump's tweets. By the way, we have a Greenbrier, Tennessee officer that just resigned after a very controversial uh, Facebook post about the late George Floyd. We'll tell you about that in the next hour. Thank you for tuning in, as always, to the Rush Limbaugh Show on the EIB Network. My name's Ken. Open line Friday, 800-282-2882. Let's do it. Live from New York City, it's Open Line Friday! Obviously, uh, the pandemic is also in the news. And another, here it is. Just to let you know, another state has uh, been inflating COVID-19 numbers. Remember we talked about uh, Pennsylvania, who else? Uh, New York, Washington, a couple other states I haven't confirmed, so I don't want to throw them out there. They're on my list. I forgot them, to be honest. But I know for sure Washington now has been called out uh, by the Western Journal, among other sources, for inflating COVID-19 numbers, including gunshot victims. This is what we've been talking about. We've been warning people about this. Russia's mentioned it. A lot of us across the country have been keeping an eye on this, and we just thought, you know, how how do you trust? How, how do you trust the World Health Organization that today issued new guidance that said, well, you know, wearing a mask can be harmful, uh, especially if you're not, uh, you know, if you're not inside or you're not, uh, you know, if you're not sick. And actually, it could be harmful if you're healthy and you're just wearing a mask around because it could actually uh, do more damage regarding an infection than not. I'm thinking, what the... Mask on, mask off, mask off, gloves on, gloves off. I mean, the biggest, the biggest disaster, unfortunately, the biggest disaster was the nursing homes. And, and I believe that those decisions in particular were driven by incompetence from the governors or a political agenda. Now, again, the news media, you get up in the morning There is so much you could be helping us with. You could be helping the American people. Instead of going and having a $13 latte and planning your weekend in the Hamptons with all your favorite politicians, you could actually be cracking down on these stories and finding out why Governor Cuomo and Governor Wolf, among others, against medical advice, sent people with covid to nursing homes but no it's easier just to say trump did it and then you could get out at five o'clock go to happy hour and spend 25 on a beer before i Tennessee cop just resigned 24 hours ago, this is from News 4, 
in a Facebook post, Corey Tidwell, he offered his his resignation earlier, uh, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday, within 24 hours. He commented on Facebook regarding George Floyd's death at the hands of law enforcement. Tidwell commented, if he was begging, he was blanking breathing, stupid. F-word, F-word, same old BS over and over and over. And the captain, who I think made uh, the right decision, Captain Todd Doris, said, uh, well, first of all, he was extremely apologetic and remorseful, and he said that should have never happened. That should have never been said, and I couldn't agree more. And this is when someone might say, well, don't police officers have free speech? Not on social media. Not when you're representing the police department. Yes, you're entitled to free speech, but free speech comes with consequences. Just like if I went off in some horrible direction and cast dispersions that were false on this show or any other show, I'd be in deep caca. Free speech. Yes, it is a right, but sometimes... You're expected to hold yourself at a different level. That's why I get so upset when police officers do that, because I don't know how old the officer was. It could have been immaturity. It could have been frustration. We don't know. But it wasn't appropriate, and it can't be tolerated. There's a chain of command. You have to set an example. We have to start holding government and law enforcement to a higher standard. I believe we could do that collectively. That isn't a race or a gender issue. It's a they've got guns and tasers issue that we pay for. And they should be held to a higher standard to have that much power. Mississippi mayor refuses to resign after facing backlash for George Floyd comments. Hal Marks, the mayor of Petal, Mississippi. And I don't know if it's Patal, because I know there's a lot of French action going on in Mississippi. So please excuse me if I mispronounce it. Petal or Patal. He rejected calls for his resignation after comments in the wake of George Floyd's death in Minneapolis. And he said, and I quote, well, I, I didn't see anything unreasonable in the video. Now, the first thing I would say is, did you watch the entire video? Then he went on to say, I will never surrender to the mob mentality. Well, I think the video was horrific, and I'm not part of a mob. So I don't know what to do. I don't know anything about this mayor, but he's refusing to resign. And this is bubbling up across the country. You're having people on both sides of the issue. But I will say this to people who plan to protest tonight, not riot, but protest. The majority of the country is with you. The majority of the country is trying to understand your anger, and we agree that those were bad cops, dirty cops, criminal cops, and that they should be held accountable. The majority of the country agrees. I'm sure the owner of the CVS that was burned to the ground and the bank and the small businesses and the little uh, vegetable shop, I have a whole list. There's about 55 shops that are done. At one point, it was burning block to block. I'm sure most of those people would agree 
with you protesting, uh, with you yelling at the police, even if it's vulgarity, most people would agree that's what free speech is. But the minute the arson starts and the thuggery and the looting, we can't encourage that because that's going to start another problem. So politicians in particular and common sense people need to publicly say most of us agree with the protesters. How could you not agree? How could you not agree if you were standing there watching that video? These people should be livid, and I believe they are. But I also believe some bad folks are mixing in because this is an opportunity to do what bad people love. Chaos, confusion, division. So the majority of protesters are protesting, and they're rightfully angry. And they have legitimate complaints, and many have been victims. But then there's that minority, that small group that gets into the group and makes it worse for everybody. Back to the phones we go. Alan in Louisville, Kentucky. Hi, Alan. You're on the Rush Limbaugh Show. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Uh, My question is, the media seems to be avoiding the word riot. They call the people that are looting and committing arson, burning places down. They're calling them protesters. And I and and, and uh, so when uh, when when Trump tweeted about uh, thugs, he was referring to rioters, in my opinion. But the the media says he's tweeting about protesters. I, I guess I when when does a protest become a riot? You know, to me, it's when uh, when the uh, when the looting starts and when the burning starts. But which I guess I'd like to get your take on that. And why is the media avoiding using the word riot? Alan, that is that is such a, a brilliant observation. And the news media and the left, meaning Democrat leadership and others, are doing the same game that they always play with Donald Trump. Here's some examples. There's a lot of people coming over the border, said President Trump, coming over from Mexico. You got rapists, got organized criminals. And you've got good people in there, too. But we got to stop the bad actors from coming over. Now, they turned that into Donald Trump called every Mexican a racist. Just like, and I'm quoting Donald Trump right here. President Trump said this. I cannot stand back and watch this happen to great Ameri- to a great American city like Minneapolis. A total lack of leadership. Either the very weak radical left mayor, J- Jacob Fry... Get his act together and bring the city under control, or I will send in the National Guard and get the job done right. President Trump went on to say this. These thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. I just spoke with Governor Tim Waltz, and I told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume control. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. Okay, this is what the president said. Now, what is the issue with that? There is no issue unless you want to make it one. The thugs are the people in Target filling bags of shoes, 
stealing cash registers and taking big screen TVs. The protesters are crying and yelling and doing what they have every right to do as long as they're not breaking the law. That's how I would distinguish it, Alan. If someone said to me, what's the difference between a protester and a rioter? The minute the law is broken, now you're in the zone of criminality. You're flipping off a cop. You're saying, you know, horrible things about the cops and the police and screaming and yelling. And that's under the Constitution. And as much as I hate it, you're burning an American flag. You're allowed to. I hate that. But you're allowed to do that. 800-282. Another great message about this is one of the coolest products from Rush Limbaugh Legacy Box. Check it out. So a lot of uh, a lot of states are opening up soon or they're trying to. Let me uh, hold on a second. Where is it? Let me check my uh, my app, my fancy app. And stock market still over 25,000. Dow Jones still over 25,000. So this is good. It's it's struggling, it's fighting, it's holding its own, it's getting back. Keep in mind that, uh, what was the low? The low was, uh, or where was it? It was at 29,000 six months ago, the Dow, give or take, 29,007, 29,008. I don't know the exact number. It might have, it might have tickled 30,000, but let's just call it 29,8. And then uh, it went below 20, and uh, a lot of people on MSNBC were, um, at least their face looked like they were cheering for it to go down to about 4,000. But it didn't. It bounced back. And... Um, Just like we as Americans will bounce back. So uh, tomorrow, my oldest son, like millions of young people across the country, is graduating. It's 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 bittersweet. It's I you know what? I am I'm not nervous, but I am more reflective probably than he is because I'm thinking, oh, my God, I I can't. He was a preemie. He was like smaller than my slipper or my shoe. You folks that have had preemies, you know, and I can't. I just remember holding him and just. You know, and him falling asleep on my chest, and now he's six feet, and he smells like a dog that's been swimming in a in the canal all day. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, he's graduating tomorrow. So I hope you can get out. I hope that you'll get a permission slip from your governor or the tyrant that's running your blue state, and you can go to a park without wearing a mask and, you know, get within six feet of someone if you want to give him a hug. 800-282-2882. Lee in Indiana. Welcome to the Rush Limbaugh Show. Yeah, good show today. Thanks for taking the call. Um, I want to raise a little different topic, and this has to do with the proxy voting that's currently going on uh, in the House of Representatives. Um, I remember reading that uh, any constitution that has a defined separation of powers also has what they call a non-delegation doctrine. In other words, you can't delegate those powers to for, away from where we, the people, have placed them. So if we elect somebody, we expect them to show up to do the job. It's not like they're independent contractors and they can haul someone else in to do their job for them. Now, there is one additional implication on this, is that Congress has delegated different lawmaking uh, functions uh, largely to the regulatory bodies, like the IRS routinely passes, enforces, and adjudicates its own laws, uh, all within the same entity. Uh, but I think this non-delegation doctrine with what Pelosi and the House Democrats are doing now really puts a very important constitutional issue on the board. 
I think it's a great point. And uh, for people just tuning in, uh, Lee is talking about this proxy voting, which is a way that people in Congress can skip work and still get paid. That's what it is. It's skipping work and still getting paid. Constitutionally, you have to be there in person to put in the vote. And and my congressman, who's actually been on the show before, he is constantly saying, no, I, I can't I can't do that because I got to be there for a vote or I won't be in the district today because they're voting on this. What this does, it it lets up to 10 people proxy their vote through one person. Imagine that. Imagine if at your workplace to have a fat six figure job with great Benny's. And say, you know what? I, I don't want to come in. You just, you, Nancy, you just send me what you want me to say or do, and I'll give you a written permission slip, and you can just do it. That way, I don't have to leave my beach house or anything. But they're using COVID nineteen, Lee, and that's what really ticks me off. They're trying yeah. to convince everybody that, well, we can't come in. We're too sick. Well, they're working at Home Depot. The firefighters are coming into work. I just I, I think this is going to be the breaking point, Lee. I think for for the first time in 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 decades, all Americans are now getting uh, a look inside to the level of corruption of our government. I'm so glad you brought up that proxy thing because there's no excuse for it. It's ridiculous. It's a cop out. It's it's just to get a way to get a day off. 800-282-2882. This is the EIB Network. We're going to take a lot more calls coming up on the Rush Limbaugh Show. And also, as I promised, I want to play a couple, <clears throat> excuse me, a couple more sound bites for you next. And greetings to you, music lovers, thrill seekers, conversationalists all across the fruited plain. Yeah, 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 I know, I know I said yesterday that I was going to be here today, we were going to do Open Line Friday, told you to be thinking about challenging questions and comments for me, but you know what? I'm not here today, and the reason I'm not is I'm just tired, and I've been told to listen to that. The doctors and the nurses have said, don't try to push through, there's nothing to accomplish by doing that. So I'm just going to listen and acknowledge that I'm a little pooped and not try to push through it. And I wanted to be the one to convey the message uh, to you myself. Seriously, there's nothing wrong. It's just a new set of limitations that I have to deal with that I hope improve as time goes on. Thanks very much. I appreciate your being here and staying for the rest of the broadcast. Thank you all, folks, so much. And thank you, Rush. 800-282-2882, Open Line Friday. Very quickly, I want to play the Minneapolis police chief. And so far, I'm very impressed by the way he's conducted himself. He's very focused and articulate. I know nothing about the Minneapolis police chief, but I did want to play this section for you because... Uh, as always, and I will say always, almost every time you have these community, you have a protest, and this happens over and over. The majority of the people, every right to be angry, frustrated, they're mourning, and the beauty of our Constitution is you can peacefully assemble, and you could say whatever you want, you could scream whatever you want, and you can march. And, and you could share your outrage without 
hurting or damaging others. But almost every time there's people that are not even from the community that somehow show up and figuratively speaking, throw gas on on a spark or a fire. Uh, we continue to follow uh, that information, that intel. Uh, I'm keeping the mayor uh, briefed on that uh, as we speak. Um, I, I will just say that uh, uh, it was clear to me and also hearing from our local community leaders uh, that many of the people that were involved in the criminal conduct last night uh, were not known Minneapolitans to them. And so, um, so yes, there were certainly people who were involved in the activities last night that uh, uh, were certainly not recognized as being here from the city. There you go. So those would be the thugs that President Trump, perhaps you, I don't know, but what I am referring to. You've got families out there together. You have a community that is attempting to come together and deservedly showing their outrage, their frustration, their pain. And this isn't the first time. This has been going on for years and years and years. And years. And there's a lot of issues at play. The biggest is criminal cops hiding behind a badge and then leveraging the support that the majority of good cops have earned from us. So we're getting played because the majority of Americans are pro-law enforcement and pro-cop. The majority of Americans haven't had some of the horrible experiences and sometimes fatal experiences with police officers. And those that have deserve to be heard, and the people that cause the problem deserve to be charged and sentenced, which reminds me, the cop that was fired yesterday that put the knee on the neck of the late George Floyd, he's been arrested and charged with third-degree murder. The FBI is on the scene. An investigation is open. President Trump said they'll have his full cooperation. This is all good. It's a horrible situation, but these are things that we should look at and go, okay, this is just an opportunity to take a breath and know that if you're protesting and if you're angry and if you're hurting, I and many other Americans don't have any idea what you're feeling, but we're with you As fellow Americans who think criminal cops are an outrage, they're a cancer on law and order society. And I hope and pray that the news media will do a good job investigating and will get all everything out of this. I think there's policy involved that has failed. I think there's checks and balances within that police agency that have failed. I think there are other dirty cops that probably covered for this one because there were three or four standing there watching this behavior and not one of them said, yo, yo, stop. What are you doing? Dude, stop. Okay, we got it. Stop. And that worried me. That worried me. And it should worry all of us. Most Americans don't have a problem. And I I apologize. I don't want to keep speaking for most Americans because I don't know you all personally but i'm making the presumption that based on the people i've met in my life common sense courteous law and order 
just as outraged when there is a level of injustice like this done. And what frustrates me is there are people that will continue to exploit this and try to turn it in to something we do not want, a race war. Every time I turn on MSNBC and I listen to these panels talk about us, I ask myself, what are they trying to do? Today's entire topic should be, how do criminal cops get this far in their career after 10 or 18 or 3 complaints or investigations from internal affairs? How does it happen? Why does it happen? That should be the theme of the day. Because this affects every large urban area law enforcement entity. You know there's a bad apple. Who are those bad apples? Get them out. They do a disservice to the entire organization. Just like Jim Comey did to the FBI. Now, another pleasant surprise. And what I mean is Van Jones, traditionally leaning left, on CNN, he said something that I would imagine already Van Jones is getting attacked by the left for his statement about what was going on. It's not the racist white person who's in the Ku Klux Klan that we have to worry about. It's the white liberal Hillary Clinton supporter walking her dog in Central Park who would tell you right now, she, you know, she, people like that, oh, I don't see race, race is no big deal to me, I see us all as the same, I give to charities. But the minute she sees a black man who she does not uh, uh, respect or who she has a slight thought against, she weaponized race like she had been trained by the Aryan nation. A Klan's member could not have been better trained to pick up the police and pick up her phone and tell the police it's a black man, African-American man, come get him. So even the most liberal, well-intentioned white person has a, 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 a virus uh, in his or her brain that can be activated at an instant. And so what you're seeing now is a curtain falling away. And those of us who have been burdened by this every minute, every second of our entire lives are fragile right now. We are fragile right now. We are tired. I thought that was one of the best things that Van Jones has ever said. And I'm, I feel positive about the way he approached it because everything he said was true. He has every right to say it. And it was refreshing to hear that instead of Van Jones saying how racist our country is and how white people don't care, etc., because it hurts the cause of putting people in a better place. It hurts everyone when he just attacks or if he did just attack the same, you know, if he said this was caused by Trump, you know, Republicans. I'm so glad he said that. And I couldn't have said it because I'm a white conservative guy. Hosting the number one talk show in America. So it's very, so I couldn't have said that. I've said similar things, but Van Jones has credibility. 
He probably is tired. He probably is frustrated as a black man seeing this. And we try to relate. And it's nice that he acknowledged that. And he acknowledged that there are some big flaws in the liberal ideology. And this is maybe an opportunity to look at the larger picture, which is treating everybody equally and rooting out people that don't. This is the Rush Limbaugh Show. I'm Ken Matthews. We'll be right back. So I was going to feel kind of guilty because the last time I guest hosted for Rush last week, I was really just pounding on Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham, and I should, but I don't. I don't feel guilty. But good news. The reason I, I'm look, I'm sharing the good news with you. Uh, Lindsey Graham now has issued full broad subpoena powers. You know, he's on the uh, chairman of the uh, Senate Judiciary Committee. Okay, he's a chairman, and now I'm looking here. The committee will be voting on June fourth, according to Senator Graham, who I'm not going to make fun of. Between now and the end of the show, there's an 11-minute window of gramnesty, <laughs> to use Rush's term. Uh, a broad authorization will be voted on June 4th for subpoena witnesses and documents released to the FBI's Russia investigation that became former special counsel Robert Mueller's probe and foreign, foreign surveillance warrants obtained on a Trump advisor. So the gist of it is... The entire crux of the fake Russia scam is going to be subpoenaed on June 4th. It's going to be a very exciting day. I look forward to it. Uh, It will all be in Russian if you're watching it on C-SPAN, so you may have to get a translator. 800-282-2882. Steve, Grove City, uh, Ohio. Welcome. Yeah, thanks, Ken, for taking my call. Um, <clears throat> mega ditto to you and Rush and everybody associated with the program. Such a critical time for the country. We really appreciate you. Um, so last night I was monitoring social media, you know, because of the situation in Columbus. And comment after comment was the police escalated everything by firing into the crowd that was just standing there. And 80% of the people in the crowd had their phones recording. And any any video that I watched, and I probably watched fifteen to twenty of them, it, it was it was exactly the opposite. The, the cops were just standing there, getting things thrown at them, or it was showing people, you know, busting into the state house. Um, you, you nailed it a few minutes ago. You said, you know, the people were behind the pro, you know, the the protesting, or you know, were behind holding these cops accountable. But Americans are really behind the truth. And when I go and look and see comments, hey, the police are firing, and and, and then I see the video that, that's the exact opposite, it, 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 it's hard to get behind. I mean, I still I want the cops held accountable for what they did wrong in the Minnesota situation. But, um, you know, just not – protesters aren't, aren't doing themselves any favors. Um, I, I – Yeah. yeah. You brought up such a great point, Steve, and and that and you actually conveyed it better than me. And that is the protesters, you're not helping your cause, which we believe in, if you are 
breaking windows and burning things and stealing things. If you're there using your constitutional rights to peacefully assemble, doesn't matter how loud and rowdy you are, the police can take it. The law enforcement officers in this country have remarkable levels of restraint, the majority of them, and they don't get credit for it. And I'm glad Steve called because it's an opportunity to thank the men and women on the front line in the riot gear just standing there why they're when they're hit with everything from water to rocks and in in many cases they stand down understand the police have the firepower to do horrible things if they wanted to the the majority of them use strength and respect and and they allow just like they did in Baltimore, which I wasn't thrilled with. They allow people to protest. And what Steve said was dead on. We are behind the protesters. Nobody is behind thugs that come in from out of town and burn down your local shops and stores. And we do want to seek justice. And that's what we need to recognize. That's That, to me, is the, the thing that will work this situation out. And as far as people on uh, social media, like Rush says all the time, social media is a sewer. And uh, most of the things in the media tend to be exaggerated to fit the narrative. Were Were they using rubber bullets? Yes. Did they use rubber bullets on everybody? Heck no. Because you got to fill out a report every time you shoot a rubber bullet, just like you use a real bullet. You know how much paperwork that is? No, seriously. It would, And plus, the videos would be, like Steve said, there'd be a viral video on every single case, but there's not. We'll be right back. Promises made, promises kept. President Donald J. Trump terminating America's relationship with the World Health Organization. This is very exciting. Bill Gates is going to be upset. By the way, you want to wish... Rush well, go to Rush, RushLimbaugh.com and click on the special notes to Rush tab. Keep an eye on that Rush Limbaugh ticker tape on the website. Find out exactly when Rush will be back. God bless. Be safe. Have a great weekend. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Since 9-11, the Tunnel to the Towers Foundation has been committed to supporting our nation's first responders and veterans, heroes who put their lives on the line for our communities and our country, heroes like U.S. Army Major Jonathan Turnbull. He sustained devastating injuries at the hands of an ISIS suicide bomber, the complete loss of his left eye, a puncture to his right eye, and he needed more than 20 surgeries and countless hours of rehabilitation. Tunnel to Towers paid off his mortgage and gave Major Turnbull a specially adapted smart home designed for his needs. He moves around his home more easily now. His home also gives him hope. With help from people like you, the foundation supports families like the Turnbulls. Join Tunnel to Towers in supporting America's heroes, our nation's severely injured veterans and first responders. 
homeless veterans, Gold Star families, and the families of fallen first responders. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel the Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to their programs. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.